The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carboro, and WRLY Raleigh. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the Hillsboro Tourism Board. Low on gas and near exit 164 during normal business hours? Visit Hillsboro. Learjet, introducing our new Sommelier Interior Edition with wine cellar and monogrammed ice bucket. Fly high above the indolent rubes in a Learjet. And River of Life Lutheran Church, reminding you to ask yourself, are you the reason why Jesus came? Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Outrageously reasonable episode of the Winefellers ever. It's our semi-biannual The Splendorous Table Show. The Splendorous Table Show is the episode that discusses life appetencies. Listen intently as Chef Paul drops in and serves us some type of locally raised animal that has been tastefully stuffed inside its very own intestines. Word on the street is that this innards feast will be paired with a tall glass of moonshine. Oh, I... (laughs) Moonshine. And if that doesn't whet your appetite enough, Alex the wine guru will be levitating into the show to serve us an exquisite wine paired selection of, what else? Vegan desserts. So expect to be stunned, sizzled, and satiated. But before we get to all this, we have some important show information for you. Right before we get into the news, all on this week's The Splendorous Table episode of The Winefellers. First, what are we drinking today, Mark? And wine, y'all. Hey, Joe. Hey. Hey. I'm doing great. I thought I was going to say the word moonshine. Yes. Differently. Uh, There's another pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if there is, like moonshine. Yes. Oh, yes. I have a fine glass of 
Well, I can't wait till we get to that. We have this is going to be a great show. We have so much lined up. Oh man, we have Chef Paul. We have Alex the Wine Guru. We have this is like uh, a dream show. It's happening. And uh, before we start, we the first thing we are pouring was <clears throat> we're pouring an all size all sauce wine, a 2010 Pinot Gris by Reach. Uh, this is a nice wine that uh, I just decided to open up right now. But Alex is going to be serving it later okay. when he's pairing it with his vegan desserts. we're eating stuff out of an animal intestine and then vegan desserts well we really are worldly people mark well this is you know this is what they do on the splendorous table show (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard anything like that before neither have i but we just made it up and so anyways (laughs) we have a new sponsor i just love how quickly you move on from things that we're done talking about Anywho. Anyway. So we have a new sponsor. Yeah, I saw that. This can't be true. No, it is. So the 3D News, which is another <laughs> show. I didn't know a show could sponsor another show, but the 3D News, which is just a morning show news program right here on WHUPFM. It's kind of a hyper-local news program. Amazing. And they are sponsoring us, the Weinfellers, and uh, so we can't uh, we can't believe it. But this is... Uh, this is what's gonna what's gonna be for I guess from now on. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm amazed if you uh, and thankful at the same time. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's wonderful if you uh, are curious uh, to hear more about the 3D news mm-hmm. or just listen. I'm, what I'm trying to say is their show comes on uh, every uh, well Monday through Friday. Right, it's a morning news show. 8 to 9 a.m., is that right, Mark? That's right. I'm looking over at you for... That's right, 8 to 9 a.m., and, uh, you know, they'll be happy to speak to you. Please feel free to call the WHUP studios at uh, 909-296-1169 during uh, 8 to 9, Monday through Friday. They would be love to take your calls. Really? Oh, yeah. And so, (laughs) um, and and if you call then, you'll be entered to... Win a drawing where both Weinfellers, as well as Mr. B and co-host producer Ms. LaRue, will okay. accompany you on a spirited 20-minute stroll on the Riverwalk. <laughs> Mark, this uh, Mr. B yes. is like he's one our, of the hosts he's of our, the 3D He's news. our arch nemesis here at oh, the studio. Oh, no, he's not. When, not now. That, one, he's time, that one time when we were walking out of the studio, we said something on air made him so mad. We, did. we hear this car screeching around the corner, <laughs> running a red light. A literally a rim. I remember. Not a rim, but a rim uh, cover. Uh, what a hubcap. A hubcap. Came <laughs> off his tire. I remember. A rim cover, yeah. yeah. It came right <laughs> off the car, rolling down the street. It, it like, it like yeah, comes it, to rest right at, right at your feet there. Right. He had and something to tell us. What I don't remember what, even, what I, we did. He was like leaning out of his car, pointing at us, like "Don't go anywhere." <laughs> right. Stay I, there. I best remember what we did. And now they're our sponsor. And now they're our sponsor. Yeah, life and, is funny like I know. that. And then so when you uh, join us and them on a stroll on the Riverwalk, so the Riverwalk will begin. The Riverwalk stroll will begin at the very bottom of Cameron Street, next to the raised concrete sewer line. That's where we'll meet. Oh, and uh, it'll, uh, just a beautiful area there. It is, and we'll. Uh, it'll be. It's just such a nice thing. So uh, we are looking forward to many weeks of upcoming shows that they will be sponsored sure call i'm still speechless call them eight to nine monday through friday uh, and mention the wine fellers is that is that is that sum it up mark and then we meet down at the sewer pipe later yeah just that simple <laughs> I mean, that's wonderful hey don't go anywhere we'll be right back hey dad can we go on a family vacation money is hard to come by nowadays son We just simply don't have the cash. Wait a minute. Have you heard of BCR and the cash? Whoa! 
Do you have a VCR laying around? Do you watch your VCR a lot nowadays? If not, then just trade in for some cash. VCR to cash. Honey, you don't look good. We need to get you to the doctor. I know, but we don't have insurance and we're weighed down with debt. Don't worry. Just trade that old VCR for some cash. Barbara, do you hear a baby crying? I'm sorry, Rick. I can't afford a babysitter, so I have to hide my baby in my desk while I earn a paycheck. I feel like a terrible mom. Now I can afford proper childcare. How's it work, you ask? It's easy. You just send us your VCR, and we'll get you between $1 and anywhere up to $1 million! Still not convinced, or maybe just can't quite figure out how it works? Mm. Do you just sell my VCR and make a profit? No, it's not that simple, but it's simple. We put your VCR on our website. Then if some guy comes, wants to buy it, we send them to you to purchase it at your residence. VCR and cash takes a small finder's fee. It's that easy. You could make up to a million, million dollars or more. It's time for the 3D News on WHUPLP, Hillsboro. 3D News, 3D News, 3D News, 3D News, 3D News, 3D News. One, two, three, D. This week on the 3D News, right here. Are you frightened of Cary, North Carolina? Are you frightened of the Swedish home furnishings giant, Ikea? On the, on? Oh, the horror, the horror. All right here on the 3D News, Mark, what have you got for me? All right, 3D News. This is the news program we do every week, uh, hyper-local. Okay, the owners of Cary Town Center are planning to sell 15 acres of land to the Swedish home furnishings giant IKEA, according to a mortgage financing agreement filed with Wake County in December. At present, the <laughs> look at you digging into the court records. Oh Mark. yeah, I've been digging. At present, the closest IKEA stores are in Charlotte and Washington D.C. Are you saying IKEA? IKEA. That's how you pronounce it. I think. I think so. So IKEA and Cary are perfect for each other. Is it an IKEA? An Ikea? Like, well, there's one Ikea would be an Ikea. Uh, uh well, yeah, I think it's like fish. Ikea plural is Ikea. Got it. I think so. But uh, <laughs> until until now, the closest ones you could go to is Charlotte and Washington, D.C. But now you yes. can uh, soon go to the one in Cary. Uh, and I think these two places are made for each other, Cary and <laughs> Ikea. Because, you know, Cary, you have the safe cul-de-sac communities, uh, friendly games of Bunko, uh, <laughs> yeah, but then in Carrie, see, it's not just uh, the IKEA that makes it a good fit for Carrie. The fact that everyone wants the same living room, right? Or good, to be able to go somewhere and say, "Buy me a live, send me a living room." That's exactly right. So everybody wants the same stuff, and that's I think perfect for Carrie. Yeah, but but why aren't they going to rooms to go? 
Well, because I think people maybe have more money See, in carrying. I don't know, man. Rooms to go is incredibly expensive for what you get. Well, I don't know. I mean, the houses in carry, but in carry they're called breeding boxes. They're sprouting <laughs> up like mushrooms there, and uh, and people do want to look oh like their <laughs> their neighbors. And so you know, carry not knocking carry because carry is really like a real. You just said people live in breeding boxes in carry. Carry is a real life version of Plen- Pleasantville. Meet Stepford Wives. Meets. Oh, boy. Mark, do you know powerful people live in Cary? Oh, please. Very powerful people. But uh, (laughs) no, I like Cary. Any second now, the power is going to go out here. I like Cary. I mean, I think you have an SUV. You'd fit in there. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I have too much rust on my SUV, and it's three years old, so that just... That's ridiculous. All right, so in Ikea, you can be an individual as your house looks like everyone else's house on the block. Uh, it's a cheap, stylish, minimalist furniture made for everyone that's not very functional. Also fits well. <laughs> it's where the meatballs are better than the furniture. Can I just say <laughs> one thing here? Yes. Uh, that isn't against Cary, North Carolina? Uh, we're not saying anything against Cary. Mm. Uh, everything we said is positive. Go ahead. Breeding boxes, Mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Breeding boxes. Okay. When you go into Ikea, they do have a sense of humor. It is a strange sense of it's humor. Vi- For example, when you go into the uh, cafeteria, mm-hmm. and a lot of people show up there just for the food, keep in mind. Which is surprising. Uh, it's not bad, actually. But up on the, they've got this giant, I walked in there, they have this giant sign right above yes. the food area, cafeteria, yeah. <laughs> food area, Mark. And it's, it had a big, uh, a big hot bun. What do you call it? A cinnamon bun. Uh-huh. Had a giant freaking cinnamon bun okay and underneath it in an asterisk because it was like cinnamon bun 99 cents and then the fine print and i'm like oh what's the fine print gonna say it the thing was 20 feet wide and it says a not actual size (laughs) well they i'm glad that this is truth in advertising that's nice and i thought for a moment it may not be a joke like I don't think someone it's a joke. was upset, yeah. and their uh, attorneys sir, had them. my cinnamon bun doesn't look like the one in the screen. <laughs> well, that's it. But see, IKEA got in trouble because there was a scandal a few years back where twenty one they uh, they served these meatballs uh, in their IKEA stores, and twenty one countries they sent them to uh, oh, contained horse meat. Yeah, that is a true story. Yeah, reportedly that didn't happen in the United States. But oh, I'm pff, yeah, yes. of course it did. Well, they say it. Didn't. Here's the problem. Here in uh, the U.S., I have a big problem with uh, the, uh, I guess, the perception, the social stigma of eating horse in the United States. All right. And I've got a good medical perspective on this. So you do want to eat horse or you don't? I think people should be able to eat horse here. I I think it should be able to be slaughtered and consumed right here in the U.S.A. Okay. All right. And and this is a doctor telling me this. Well, let's hear your argument. The doctor says this. A lot of horses that could die, that are sick, not <laughs> sick, yeah, listen, I'm starting this off great, perfect for human consumption, just a <laughs> sick old horse. No, lots of horses, let's say they're lame, they lost their leg in, in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and they're down on their luck, mm-hmm. and they need, uh, they need uh, to be put down, Mark. Okay. They ship them off to Mexico right now. Do they really? Mm-hmm. And they're on these awful crowded trains all the way to Mexico yeah. where they're killed uh, in ways that aren't, they don't have, you know, some watchdog group looking over their operations. Yeah. If we kept them here, we kill they them could here. be killed humanely and safely uh, added to the human food supply. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Save the horses by killing them here. Oh, Mark. Well, I... 
okay. I'm just not no. that upset about the horse meat and the meatballs. Okay, well, I mean, I think I, I see your argument. It was probably a nice thing they were doing. Well, next we can bring in someone from the horse industry, and we'll talk about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but back to IKEA. <laughs> no, I find IKEA emotionally uh, destabilizing. Really, I do. Like when you're there, or just the idea. Well, when of I'm it there, the I th- when I'm there, I think it's a maze, and I get That's lost in there. Uh, probably they try to make it like a casino. I really think they do. I think I just get lost in there, and then when you get mm. home, there's these vague pictograms that you try to make your furniture, <laughs> and I I can't figure it out. It took me two and a half hours to make a coffee table. <laughs> it's true. And there's always some parts left over. Always parts left over. But here's the best part about IKEA. Tell me. And uh, when I got married, and uh, my wife is here at the studio, and she can verify this. Careful, Mark. Uh, no, this is true. Uh, uh, Jennifer wasn't happy with my IKEA chairs, and she said, "You need to sell them." Mm. I said, great. So I took them to one of those consignment shops, downtown Durham. Sure. And I actually made money (laughs) on my chairs. Are you kidding? I made money on my IKEA chairs. Did you go back and buy another set and try to do it again? I must have stumbled onto something. I just like buy IKEA furniture. I should just assemble it and I should just sell it at a consignment shop. This has got to be someone's future job. All you do is assemble IKEA furniture and sell it at a markup. I bet there's an actual job. Someone must do so that. Absolutely. They must put it together, right? Because, yeah, <laughs> it, it probably wasn't worth it when you count the I hours. I picture people, like you said, they get lost in these Ikeas. Yeah. You've heard there's a, uh, the uh, Ikea executives are asking the college students to please stop having slumber parties at their stores. <laughs> well, in China, they have a problem because many people will go to Ikea stores and they'll just take naps well, on the furniture. Well, yeah. I mean, doesn't that doesn't that happen now? Uh, yeah, in China, that's that's perfectly here acceptable. too. I don't know if that happens here. I haven't seen that here. I have laid down on an IKEA mattress. <laughs> You've just fought, taken a nap. No, I have did not take a nap, but I did lay down on it, and I felt like maybe I shouldn't be like doing that. And I know when we went to New York, my head was on the bare mattress of a New York motel. Yes, but uh, for some reason, IKEA seemed a little more disturbing. Yeah, I don't know. But there, anyways, Carrie is getting an IKEA, so stay tuned. The Weinfellers will broadcast a show from there. Uh, we won't ask them permission, but we will do so anyways. You've been listening to the 3D News. Don't go anywhere. Chef Paul is next. Paul, did you know he's 6'3"? We love that you're tall. Always take our calls. Paul. I always see him at Cinnabon. You'll find him at the food court in the mall. Paul. His LDL is a little high. You should check your cholesterol. Paul. I'm going through Paul withdrawal. Paul. Going through Paul withdrawal, Paul. I'm slowly withdrawing from Paul. Yes. Oh, Paul, you've <laughs> all right, Paul. Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good to see you. I'm doing great, great to see the two of you. We love having you here. I mean, first of all, we love talking with you and meeting uh, and seeing you every every month or so. But now we are <laughs> in for a treat. <laughs> Mark is That's like correct. really excited right now. What what's what did you bring? Well, I brought a couple of different things. I brought um, 
a traditional Southern style sausage from down east, uh, mm. the Kinston area. My family and I recently traveled there with my girlfriend, and uh, we wanted to check out the chef and farmer Vivian Howard's restaurant, which was really nice and it was delicious. And one thing stuck out to me on that menu, mm. and it was something that was called Tom Thumb. Hmm. That sounds like a childhood character out of some book or something like that. So what what is Tom Thumb? Well, Tom Thumb. Is that what I'm smelling right now? It smells it's, great. Yeah, it is. It's it's mm. kind of like a breakfast sausage, it looks but like it's sausage. Uh, a little funkier, if you know what I mean. Did you know what it was when you saw it on the menu? Absolutely not. Brand new term. Yeah. So so yeah. Wait, and you asked, you pointed it out and said, "What is this?" Yeah, and they said it's a sausage stuffed in a casing of a hog's appendix, and uh, hang dried and cured for you know eight to ten weeks. Wow. Whoa. And this is not something. You can get just anywhere. Like you're saying, it's just down east North Carolina. Well, it's it's available in uh, southern Virginia as well, but it's known as Dan Doodle in southern Virginia, so it's a little bit different. Interesting. <laughs> They're both silly names, absolutely. So. Why? Why? Why Tom Thumb? Well, uh, from what Vivian Howard says, uh, I've read some you know, in her book and, uh, of course, online about it, and basically it originates from it looking kind of like a thumb. Although right. to her and to me, as she as she writes, and when I when I first bought it, that's a messed up thumb. If that's what your <laughs> yeah, thumb looks really like, look like a so thumb. Uh, and I sent you guys some pictures uh, so you could put it oh, online. I, I see. So so tell. Oh, me, I so, thought you were just sending us pictures of your thumb. Oh, sure, of course, of course. So, what, so your what's the giant gangrene great yeah. right, right, thumb? Right, right. <laughs> no, that's not that's not what happened Joe, at all. So thank God. So what's the process of how do you go about making? I mean, what what what? Well, is the, uh, basically, they would uh, have a hog killing, you know, uh, in the fall. Uh, end of October, beginning of November, and depending on how many families were there, they would uh, use every piece of the hog that they would kill, um, and they would take their regular sage-filled, chili-filled sausage that they make down east, which is much higher in sage than in the Piedmont, um, and each family had one hog uh, appendix, um, also known as the, uh, the middle cap. Okay, and because uh, hogs don't really have an appendix, but so they would each family got to take that sausage they were making for breakfast and then stuff it inside this appendix, wow. or this middle cap, and then age it for eight to ten weeks. And at New Year's Eve, because you you slaughtered in you know end of October, beginning of November, you'd have a Tom Thumb uh, for New Year's <laughs> this Eve. This was like of, a treat. Oh, a huge treat! Huge treat! Ah, it wasn't just. Let's use every part and eat it, even if it doesn't taste good. This was like Let's, really good. Well, in uh, old school wise, the you know the the people that you know two or three generations older than we are. You know, this was their special New Year's Eve treat. Wow. Well, let's let's give it a try. Yeah, absolutely. So I brought it with a couple different things. I brought I see it with that. Um, traditionally, it's kind of you boil it after it's hang dried for eight to ten weeks. Wow. And that that liquid is. Is in use for like collard greens, cabbage, mustard greens, turnip greens. Um, we didn't do that this time around. I just boiled it, discarded the water. Then you're supposed mm. to slice it and pan fry it. And I'm going to serve it today with a little bit of it looks beautiful chili laden mustard, which has got some sugar and some, uh, you know, a little bit of chilies in it. And then the other's just Dijon. All right, which one should I try first? Wow, good. E- either way. All right, I'm trying it with the Dijon, Paul. It's really hearty. Yeah, okay. it's a little funky with that appendix uh, lining mm. on the outside of it. Mm. Dude, I don't even taste the appendix. No, I mean, it, you do taste a little funk. 
You know it's what good. I mean? You taste a little funkiness, like yeah. a like a like a Genoa salami that's got a little mold on the outside, and you cut all that mold off. Then you slice and eat it. That's uh-huh. what we're tasting right now. This the, is delicious. I love it. But this is the southern version of you know, wait, Italian salami. I can eat this every day. I mean, it's really. Oh my good. gosh, this is better. I'll go and get Nisa's sausage, Paul, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. which is great. But what I'm eating right now reminds me a lot of about Nisa's, but it's got all the great things I love about it. Yeah. So, what's cheaper, Nisa's sausage or Tom Thumb? Well, unfortunately, Joe, you can't find this anywhere except Uh. for in Raleigh and in Reedsville. Or if you make it yourself. But there's a place called Nahunta Pork Center. Oh, yeah. Located in Reedsville. Oh, my safe word. Yeah, right, right. And one located in Raleigh. And I'll tell you what, when we we walked in, we went to Shepherd Farmer to have dinner as a family. Uh-huh. We we leave the next day, we stayed in our hotel, whatever. Then we end up going to Nahunta to try mm-hmm. to find this Tom Thumb, and we, we find it. But we also find these incredible things like these sleep sleeping bag size bags of like pork rinds, which I thought were awesome. You're kidding me. I mean, one pork rind was the size of my face. It was ridiculous. Wow. We got to uh, go there. Nahunta, you guys should go. Reedsville. Yeah, I know. Uh, but we found a Tom Thumb, and I saved it just for Winefellers. Wow, oh, man. so exciting. This is really delicious. It really is. I mean, this is great. Cool. I'm glad you guys like it. Now, in keeping with the Southern theme here, mm-hmm. you brought us something to hey, drink with what are this we sausage. Pair- what are we pairing with I the, did, the guys. Tom Thumb? I did. And so I brought some from Wilkes County. It's called... Uh, it's called Copper Barrel. Okay. And I've been seeing this thing in the grocery store recently, this like breakfast sausage uh, that has blueberries in it. And oh, it I haven't seen that. Kind of freaked me out a oh, little bit. Well, I love like the salty of the sausage. Sure. And then you'll dip it in syrup even. Or whatever, something sweet. Something sweet. Yeah. Blueberries, perfect. So this is like, I saw this and it was just blown away by it. So I paired it with a blueberry moonshine from Wilkes County here in North Carolina. These are both North Carolina products that we're eating and drinking today. So this is real moonshine we're drinking. Absolutely. 48% alcohol. Wow. So uh, when so do you know how it's made? I mean, how do, how do they make this moonshine? Well, it's basically a blending process. They first start by just dis- fermenting and then distilling the product. And then there's a whole new process that's kind of been invented maybe maybe a long time ago, but has only come into public you know uh, awareness recently, which is blending and flavoring these things. Um, so blueberries, strawberries, cranberries, whatever cherries, whatever you guys want to do. But is to keep the level of the you know as far as the quality of the moonshine flavor consistent, huh. but then add some flavoring from the fruit. We had. Did you try yours yet? I did. It's delicious. Mmm. Wow, it's kind of licorice. I like. I mean, this it. is fantastic. I, I had some uh, with uh, some of this Tom that Thumb, and it. I like the. Ooh, that burn, that, that's burn yeah. going down. Oh yeah, it's real moonshine. Ooh wow. <laughs> But just put some more Tom Thumb in there, and here, you'll be you'll here, be just fine. Here, here's Mark. a question, uh, Paul. We uh, and I knew that you would give some insight on this. Uh, if you could take just a minute to clear something up for Mark and I, we don't know if it's if making. We we've got a, a, another Alex coming on the show in a few weeks. He's going to bring some wa- homemade wine. He's oh, made, right. and he said if it turns out bad, I'm just going to distill it into moonshine. And I'm like, I don't think you can do that. Mark's like, oh, yeah, you can make moonshine. And I'm like, I don't know if you can. You know a lot about these things. Sure. Simply, uh, could you tell us what's going on? Well, I mean, you know, first of all, it has to have sugar and yeast in it. That's the fermentation process. And it has to sit, you have to sit on it. It's got to wait a little while before that actually mellows and all those things actually come together. Then you've produced alcohol. Ethanol, alcohol. Yeah. So after that point, then you can take that and distill it, and you basically remove all the impurities, all the water, 
and you've got a concentrated form of alcohol, which is alcohol. a distilled spirit. Now, can, are you, is it, are you, is it yeah, are you allowed to do this? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. I know the Alex you're talking oh. about, and he shouldn't be doing that. That's, oh, yeah, come right. on, guys. Well, he convinced us that you could do that. Yeah, sure he oh, did. Oh, he looked us dead in the yeah. eye. He could convince anybody of anything. I he know was about to bring it. He's going to bring a still over. <laughs> yeah, he's going to bring a still on air. <laughs> well, I guess I mean, we can't. Well, I guess we're not going to do that yeah, now. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? That's probably not too smart, guys. All right. <laughs> well, what is uh, when you've pan fried this Tom Thumb? Uh huh. Because I. I'm kind of a pork fanatic. Sure. All right. Um, You're right, a pork see, fanatic. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't hold a candle to Mark here, but like bacon in your pockets, kid. I get a little right? jittery if I don't have you, pork like yeah. three times a day. <laughs> That's right. Mark will order two entrees at times if if it involves pork. Uh, how crispy or is this a typical way to serve this like really crispy pan fried on the outside and absolutely it, and are you using butter oil what are you frying it in well it's already got so much fat in it but what what she suggests and yeah, what i, I doubt he's online, using olive oil no <laughs> i actually i actually use, <laughs> i actually use just a little uh, a, a little vegetable oil and yeah. you know just you know after it's been boiled for 45 to 50 minutes it's going to have that firm texture and consistency that you want then you have to cool it. So then you have to slice it and then pan fry it. And, you know, just do it in something that's light and neutral. You don't need to do it in something heavy. Now, I'm watching my cholesterol. Is this something that uh, I should uh, funny, pay more attention to? This is just as good for you as avocados or <laughs> salmon or fish oil. These are great things. You can, Tom Thumb is just like salmon, Mark. Awesome. If you're eating it healthy. Here's the thing. If you're eating this once a year, like for a special occasion, sure, it's probably fine. Yeah, Arbor Day. I would eat it. <laughs> I don't suggest you eat any sausage every day. Period. But you uh, know, no, to, to stay wise. to stay healthy. But uh, yeah, we a, what do you think? Disagree. What do you think about the <laughs> Mark? What do you think about the pairing, Paul? This blueberry. You said you saw blueberry sausages, sausages with blueberries in the supermarket. Gave you this uh -huh. idea, right? How are you feeling? now having tasted it i think it's delicious i think that the moonshine is a little strong a little high in alcohol to actually appreciate mm -hmm. you know like a blueberry flavor mixed with this fatty garlicky delicious sage chili kind of flavor so you know maybe next time do something more like a i mean you could do you know a blueberry wine right mm. or some kind of sweet dark fruit dark berry wine blackberry something like that that would probably be nice with it well that's wonderful what oh just i'm getting hungry again yeah yeah so i think um i'm surprised that this hasn't caught on really i mean you have to like go well, you have to travel so far to get like to it, paul's but, saying you yeah. can't buy it anywhere you can't get it anywhere i mean it's it's not it's simply not available anywhere else but southern virginia and down east in north carolina because here's the thing because one pig one pig can make a lot of sausage but one pig can't make a lot of Tom right. Thumb. No. How, how much right? entrails does one pig have? You get this much Tom well, Thumb, guys. You know, it's about the size of a you know, large grapefruit. And that's grapefruit. one pig. That's one whole pig. That's mm. it. So that's why each family got one. If they slaughtered three hogs, each family would get one uh, Tom Thumb. Well, well, Paul, we promise to stick around for our next segment. Because, oh, I'd love to. Thanks, guys. I think we, we have Tom Thumb, and I can't, I mean, I can't believe what would you know, pair better than Tom Thumb is, you know, with a vegan dessert, really. <laughs> it is coming. Uh, <laughs> Paul, don't go anywhere. Uh, you are listening to the Weinfellers right here on WHUP Hillsboro. Alex the Wine Guru serves us vegan desserts. Coming up right after a Weinfellers ill-considered song 
exclusive. in your stew he is the fiber in your poo he's the horse in your glue the answer is alex the wine guru honorary wine feller <laughs> hey our good wine guru alex how you doing? I'm doing well. How Such about yourself? Happy uh, day. Paul and Alex are here. And my two favorite things in the world, <laughs> pork and vegan desserts. I know. We're going from all meat to no meat. I know. No animal products at all. It's, you know, and to be honest, <laughs> it's going to be a hard act to follow with vegan desserts and, and well, pork products. Look, but I think, I yeah. think Alex is up for the task. Yeah. Did I hear correctly? Uh, I know I did. I just need to ask because... I really don't want to believe it. You could go v- so many ways vegan, but you chose to bring a what? So I have a carrot cupcake mm. mm-hmm, with icing. It does look like a carrot cupcake. Yes. And then we have, <sighs> this is interesting, guys. <laughs> I, I mean, the title is one thing, but the product is something else. It's a cheesecake. A cheesecake. A uh, New is... York style. So I don't know that we can call this a New York style it's, cheesecake. It's a cheeseless Cheesecake. The cheeseless cheesecake. <laughs> well, it, you know, it does look like cheesecake. It looks like it, but we're going to find out what it tastes like. Well, so and we're in, pairing these yeah. items too. Yeah. So you know, we have to we have to think of our listeners out there in Asheville. 
Yes. Yes. Hi, Asheville. Yep. So WPVM. Uh huh. Uh huh. So. <laughs> So I are figured, you saying well, wait a minute? In, what are you saying, Alex? <laughs> that our friends in Asheville they don't eat regular desserts? <laughs> wait, no, or are you saying they don't eat regular things like Tom Thumb? I think pig's it's pig's appendix sausage. I well, think it's a divided, oh, like soy thumb. I mean, what are you saying, Alex? What are we? It's say? just divided. <laughs> okay, it's just divided up there. I'm just you know. Well, we love our, we love our audience out there. And <laughs> who says who says that people who are vegan don't have a taste for good wine? That's true. I mean, let's call oh, totally. let's call it for what it is. I know. And I think wine's vegan. Well, for the most part, for the so most it part, it is made from plants, though, Mark. Yes, but there's some clarifying agents that are made from animals, but we'll get into that later. That's right. Yes. So, uh, so anyway, so we figured we'd pull in some, uh, you know, beautiful dessert wines to mm. pair with our dessert today. Lovely. Um, and so, you know, just this is like life in the wine world. We had a beautiful bottle of Sauterne, 1976 Chateau Souderon, and it was corked. It was corked. We were Which planning means on drinking it. It's bad. And yes. It's bad. It's but gone horribly wrong. What's kind of so all day I've been thinking about this and, and so I want you guys uh, feedback. Okay. What were you doing? Like what were you doing in nineteen seventy six? I was three years old. So I mean it just it is something to be said about wine and history. And hmm. there's well, a bottle of wine that was bottled in 1976 which staring is, at Well, us. that's good because I was actually a vegetarian then. So that makes sense. So this is this <laughs> all works out. I uh, and uh, Paul, I think. Uh, Paul, we were born the same year? No, 77 for you, 78 for me. 77, 78. So we were not yet even on this planet. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Vegetarian has, you know, we want to say something, Mark. Well, yeah. Well, that was because my parents, they, you know, I wasn't allowed to eat meat. What could I do? Yeah. And I, I am proud of, uh, that you brought bacon home in your pockets. Yes. Well, it's the only way I was going to get it home. I mean, you can't. You can't hide that stuff forever. Well, I tell my mom that I would probably be, uh, you know, three inches taller if <laughs> it allowed me to eat meat growing up. <laughs> but uh, she was a closet what, case. What uh, this '76 Sauterne? Yes. Uh, how if it was good? How would it have tasted? Um, so usually is that a good year? '76 is a good year. It is a great year for Sauterne. Uh huh. So '76 was a really really good. Actually, I think they had like three consecutive years. 76, uh, 75, and uh, 83. Those are three consecutive yes. years that were really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not consecutive, though. <laughs> but they're, they're right in the ballpark yeah. there. Um, you know, so you, you tend to get uh, brighter dried fruits when a sauterne is young. Right. And then those get a little more intensified with age. Um, I believe we had a sauterne from 88. Right. And it had, I remember, kind of caramel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so sauternes is a dessert yeah. wine that's made with a sommelier on grape. Correct. And it's made through a process of noble rot, which you're making the grapes, letting the grapes rot on the vine, and it condenses the fruit, the sugar in, in uh, the sugar in the fruit, and you have that intense dessert flavor. Yep. And actually, the noble rot is really important because that actually adds flavor. I mean, right. That is a bacteria. It is. That they actually want. So what are we drinking instead? So we are going to, so we're going to start with the carrot cake okay try the carrot cake thing. first got it um and that's going to be with a uh, pinot gris from alsace pinot gris uh and so another great wine i think that you could pair with this would be like a german riesling something that's semi-sweet i don't think you want and this carrot cake has uh icing on it yes and i guess icing typically and paul you're a chef here icing would typically have a dairy product in it 
Um, it, not you know, necessarily. But not necessarily, but okay. I just want to just go on record saying that this is actually really freaking good. Yeah. Like, I'm I would have never shocked known this how good vegan. this cupcake is. It's very tasty. So, oh, really never known. So the wow. oil that they used, and I'm betting this oil was used for the icing, is probably the palm oil. Oh, my gosh. That is the best cupcake I've ever yeah. had. I don't know about that, Joe, but it is phenomenal. I would have, yeah. I, wow. That was really good. All right, so good job. Yeah, so uh, what's it like with this uh, Pinot Gris? Mm, let's right. see here. Gris, well, it's not Pinot Grigio, but it's uh, you know Gris. Pinot. Mm. Mm. Oh, I I think it's I mean that just that actually balances it right out. Oh, it really because it's not does. A, it's not that sweet. So and it's and a little that, acidic. Yeah. Cupcake's yep. very. Yeah, very sweet. Alex, you truly very are. Nice. Good pairing, Alex. That was wonderful. The guru, Mr. Guru. I try. So yeah. actually, wow. It works what? really well. The with Pinot Gris is really And I'm thinking, like, I didn't expect this uh, cupcake to have so much, like, buttery, oily goodness in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And this wine, bam, cuts right through it wow. without too much um, in-your-face flavor. Yeah. And, and you were probably wondering why the cake is so moist. Yeah, I mean. Why? They, they have a lot of fruit that they're putting in here. There's pineapple. I'm just going off the ingredients. I was wondering. There's pineapple. There's um, walnuts. Wow. Uh, raisins. I'm impressed. These sunflower are, so, oil. So, um, And you just picked this up at a, a local... Um, you can say the name. I mean, okay. Uh, Whole, Foods. Whole Foods. But Whole it Foods. was... Uh, yeah, it was... Um, that was... Um, I was surprising. Because usually when I get vegan food at a grocery store, I'm not as impressed. Well, what are you buying? You're not, obviously not buying carrot cupcakes. Yeah, I, I think we're in the wrong business. Because this vegan stuff... That's oh it's really they charge a premium for almost nothing when you think about what they're putting into it. There's no animal products in it. Right. <laughs> There's no eggs. It's literally stuff that just grows under the sun. Basically, yeah. But this is this is actually quite tasty. So, Alex, are you getting into the vegan wow. craze? Is this something that's yeah, uh, is that you're, that you're is this a new thing for you? Uh, no, this is not a new thing for me. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. I asked yeah. him to do I this. mean, but but <laughs> does it have anything to do with you being our spiritual advisor? Is something blah 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 enlightenment? Yeah, I mean, in all reality, someone who enlightens should know a breath of um, I don't know what you call it. Um, you know, life. Nirvana. Breath of, breath of life. Nirvana. Mm, sure. I like that. Mm, Nirvana. No, Nirvana. Yeah. You right. know, I think uh, you've got a great point there. By uh, not living the vegan lifestyle. No, I'm, but every now and then trying it. Try it. It I seems mean, like. It's not a bad idea. He convinced no. me. Everyone's uh, nodding. I'm yeah. I'm gonna become a vegan. <laughs> well, for the, at least the rest of the show. <laughs> um, a bacon in your well, pocket. Unless can, unless long, you can, can okay. you. <laughs> then then he's gonna get hot dogs later. Or more Tom Thumb. Or more Tom Thumb. Yeah. <laughs> this would actually go really well. Well, Tom, Tom Thumb. thumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that's you know. <laughs> but that's what we do on the Splendorous Table episode. So oh, I forgot that was it. Yeah. yeah. So we just try a little bit of everything and, and enjoy life's appetencies. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we have next? Okay, so next oh is boy. the uh, New York style cheesecake. Um, oh boy. And it's going to be paired with um, Apex. It's from Columbia Valley. It is a late harvest um, uh, Simeon, basically. It's like uh, Sauterne. Uh, s- very sweet. So I, see, I see some people yep. trying it. Paul, I, I want to try this cheese, well, the cheeseless <laughs> cheesecake I'm, I'm, first. 
Once again, I am extremely surprised at the taste. It's not cheesecake, but it is wow. yeah, flavor I, profile wise very. I mean, very close. Oh my texture's slightly off. I yep. can tell it's not cheesecake, but it's really. But they're they're close. It's a it little waxy for a cheesecake. But, yeah. But the flavor profile oh is very God. similar. Yeah. And that dessert. That dessert wine is yeah, fantastic with it. Yeah, it is. You're right. It pulls out this kind of pineapple-y kind of. So what are we? Oh my gosh! Wait, this is that, a, it's like a it's like a pineapple. Side Apex down. Late Harvest Emilion. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alex hit it when he said pineapple. That's exactly yes, what I'm tasting. That's so yeah, dead yeah. on. It's like I'm surprised with this, but here let's let's look at what the ingredients yeah yeah pull are that out because I'm I'm surprised. Wow. I have to know. I mean, this is like uh, we were gonna. We were Mark. You and I were ready to totally make fun of this vegan. We were going to just rail these guys. This is how the bad best. these desserts are, but this is really good. So stuff. the so the vegans are proving us wrong. I know. in this episode. This so is good. what we have here is um, filtered water. It's important, Ooh. I guess. Mm. Creamed coconut, cane sugar, coconut oil, tapioca starch. Oh. Sunflower oil, potato starch. So that's got to be the kind of the filler. Yep. Uh, pea protein, mm-hmm. pea protein, uh-huh. sea salt, vegan I natural flavors. That's I don't know what. Joe. What are vegan natural flavors? That's a new one on me. Mm. Um, Bark. Mm-hmm. Paul's shaking his head. I've got no idea. I have no idea. Uh, that one's uh, and so there's a gluten free crust underneath. So here, here's that my, I do know how to make. So, so here's my oh, issue with vegan yeah. food, Alex. Okay. After I, eating this, you have issues with vegan food. I do. So, so my, my problem is is that. I find that vegan food, on the most part, uh, doesn't agree with me. Mm. What do you mean? Well, that I usually kind of suffer some kind of distress. Oh, after a byproduct, gastrointestinal distress, after Mm -hmm. I eat vegan food, and so that is sort of my fundamental issue with vegan food. Yeah, is is that emotional or physical, Mark? Mark, Mark, Mark. (laughs) Why did I do this, Mark? Chill out. (laughs) Wait. I have explosive diarrhea after every meal. Am I missing out on something? <laughs> no. Okay, well. Wait, wait, wait. You have meals. Yeah, I guess you're during, right. Like, it's all your frame of reference. But you have meals after <laughs> which you don't have explosive diarrhea? All right, okay, okay. Well, I just probably shouldn't have brought it up. I guess uh, all I'm doing is, doing is making you feel he bad has. about your medical problems. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm really sorry I brought this up. So, um, <laughs> wait, 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 so Mark, 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 please, I'm sorry. Tell us. Uh, w- no, you don't. You don't care. I do. <laughs> no, you obviously tell, don't. <laughs> tell me uh, what kind of issues. No, you don't care. You don't care because you're gonna. No matter what I say, you're gonna say, but yeah, but I have, <laughs> and it sounds like so much worse than what I have. So uh, <laughs> it's it's no pun and so. <laughs> no pun intended. But you're kind of trumping. Um, you know, you're trumping. Uh, it happens Mark a lot. Uh, someone is like, "Hey, he, look at these pictures of my children." And I'm like, "I have explosive diarrhea." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you say that, you, what you know, that's right. a, it's a conversation stopper. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, no, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, I was just gonna say that beans yeah. and you know and seeds and stuff don't agree with me, but that's you know. Whatever. You do, you do, and I know this about you. <laughs> you, uh, you love beans. I guess I yeah, do. Yeah, yes, you do. I do. You do love beans. I do. And they do cause a lot of problems for you. <laughs> yes. I know this. I stayed yeah. in, I, I've been around you enough to know okay. this. All right. And you've told me it's not just the beans, but uh, it's milk, too. Yes. 
No, I can never have but, beans. But vegan has no, you can never have <laughs> beans and milk. No, I don't think you can. So this, no, it's good. I am lactose intolerant, and so vegan is probably a good way to Experience go. cheese. Sure. <laughs> That's not cheese. Experience cheese. <laughs> is there going to be something in this food that you just ate that you think will bother you later? I don't know. Well. No. No. No, this is like. <laughs> Guru says no. The answer is no. Potato. Dr. Alex says absolutely no. not. You guys have nothing have, to worry about. Have another piece. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you go home and he he's off somewhere else and I'm, he doesn't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> he has post, uh, <laughs> post-whirly gig issues. No. But the, <laughs> but the Guru hasn't. He never really, he's never steered us wrong, has he? We'll know in about two hours. Okay, yeah, for like thirty <laughs> minutes. All right, so, well, that's great. So I, I think the pairing is wonderful, and uh, and I think I like the second wine a little bit better. I like the Sommelier, just kind of this nice. So that's a uh, twenty ten. So it's actually been it's been bottled for a little while. So it's mm-hmm. had some time to kind of marinate. Right. I, I liked like, it a lot. Uh, like Mark nice. will marinate for the next two hours. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. It's, and it's I, actually low alcohol too. It's like ten percent. Yeah, and from Columbia Valley. Mm-hmm. Nice little, nice little wine. Washington. It's an interesting bottle. Is that a full bottle or a half bottle? That's a half bottle. Mm-hmm. Most of your dessert wines, uh, we're actually very lucky to have a really a full bottle. Um, Seven fifty. It looks like right there for the Chateau Souterrain. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Mark pulled out. Speaking of odd sized bottles for Sauternes. Mm-hmm. Mark was cataloging as part of his uh, uh, wine director duties some uh, Ekem. Mm-hmm. What year was it? Eighty uh, two. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for and you have a lot of these normal sized bottles, seven hundred fifty mls. Oh yeah, the regular size of uh-huh. of, of, of these Ekem Sauternes. Yeah, usually when I buy uh, dessert wine, I like to buy them in half bottles because it's a little intense to drink a whole bottle of it. But uh, um, I walked up, saw him looking at these full size Ekem mm-hmm. bottles, and I was like. That looks weird. But the guru and yeah. I agree that one of our favorite things is to uh, drink uh, Ekem as an, uh, a before, before. You, as a, with that's blue right. cheese. Mm-hmm. And that's probably one of the best pairings you could ever do on, on the planet. Yeah, blue cheese, it's like, Delicious. it literally turns to cream. Yeah. It's it's absolutely crazy. It's, it's it, I also, uh, I mm. love Sauterne for the other reason is you can't mask imperfection like you can in other wines when they're blending wines. Mm-hmm. So when you have the, the Sauterne, a perfect balance is acidity and sweetness. And you don't, we right. had that 80-80 chem, mm-hmm. and it was like that perfectly was, balanced. It wasn't and too sweet. No, nope, it was just not yeah. too acidic. It was just right down the middle, and it really shows how good a winemaker is, and obviously the vintage has a lot to do with that as well. That's right. And some, you know, Joe, some uh, wine uh, collectors uh, think that dessert wine is, you know, the best wines ever made. And they yeah. will collect just, you know, primarily Ecam or other dessert wines and cut at the expense of other wines, believe it or not. Y- that it, it was a dessert wine, if I remember correctly, that got you in uh, to yeah. uh, wines at all. Well, port, which is a dessert wine. Sure. It's a fortified wine. That's right. Yeah. And was it a 75? Well, it was a 55 a gram. 55 yeah, gram. that mm. was something else. That's a once in a lifetime uh, someone else was pouring. But it was, it was, it was you nice. You quit your job because of that wine I, to go s- learn more about wine. That's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, I'd like to so, think that our guru over here had something to do with that. Did you guys know each other back we then? We did not. No, but in spirit. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> he right. Always he, in spirit. I had, a, it's true, but I had a 55-gram port, vintage port, and it was an epiphany. A light bulb went off, and I uh-huh. said, wow, this was amazing. <laughs> I should quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <laughs> well, speaking of spirit, too, guys, uh, while you're talking about Sauterne, Alex, my favorite uh, scotch, my, fa- my favorite single malt is a uh, Glenmorangie Nectar Dior, which is 10 years in a sherry cask, and then they finish it. And you know, this is very popular in a Sauterne cask. Oh, that's right. It is my yeah. favorite single malt, so I love hearing more about Sauterne because so, I, right. I don't know yeah, a lot yeah. about it, you know? So so what, what does a bottle like that cost? Um, it's $77. Oh, so that's not unreasonable. And that's before tax. But, um, but yeah, you know, it, it's just absolutely delicious. It's got all of the wonderful flavors Flavors. of nectar dior is what it's called and it's like the you know the the honey nectar is basically what that that kind of translates to and that's what it is so the cask imparts the flavor of the uh, absolutely yeah yeah. and 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 finishing casks are really big with spirits these days but anyways i love that you brought a sauterne that's awesome i do have a question actually regarding spirits Uh because you know a spiritual leader needs to always (laughs) take in information that's true that can be redistilled (laughs) <laughs> like the wordplay there, oh, redistilled and recommunicated to the um, to the followers. So, um, when you open a bottle of bourbon, how long is that bourbon good for? Be- and as you're slowly drinking it down, because unless you're pounding that and you're going to finish it off that night, it's going to have a lot more reaction to air over time. So, correct. Is there a lifespan to a bottle of bourbon once you open it? Well, uh, it's a great question, Alex. You know, to to, to me, in my experience, what I've always uh, come across is people asking me, you know, I've had a bottle of Bailey's for a year, can I still drink it? I've had a bottle of, you know, uh, a Drambuie for a year, can I still drink it? When it comes to bourbon, Bourbon, keep it out of sunlight. Okay. Keep it at your, you know, your house temperature. Your, you know, what is it, 70, 71, 72 on average. Yeah. Um, and if you do that, it's it's not necessarily indefinite, but it's really close to being indefinite. You know, it depends on what kind of things it goes through as far as temperature and sunlight are concerned. Okay. But yeah, you know, bourbon is, you know, it's it's been put in a barrel for a long time, six to eight years traditionally, mm-hmm. maybe more. And then you're going to keep it in the cabinet. Your liquor cabinet is dark. It's cool. Drink so it. So you should be fine. Yeah, drink huh. it I and just, enjoy it. You never know because, you know, once oxygen is exposed to mm-hmm. something, it will affect its taste, quality. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's, even, it's a living thing still. Yeah, even this year, the Sazerac 18, which was released from the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, it had been put in a huge stainless steel vat years ago. Mm-hmm. And so as it was, you know, they wanted to keep it at 18 years old and right. still sell it at it's that age. age so, they, so they completely took it out of the barrels and put it in the stainless steel vat. Why they didn't bottle it, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But that was what they did and so it started to affect the flavor so when the BTAC was released last year in 2016 hmm. everyone says the SAS 18 was on the bottom of the list as far as flavor profile is concerned really wow. yeah. that's actually really interesting and it was because of the oxygenation in the tank over the, you know the past you know how many ever years so that's interesting because often you think that wine is something that's uh greatly affected by oxygen but it seems like uh you know spirits, spirits the production is uh everything as yeah. important too so yeah well, instead, it didn't get its angel share out of that. It did not. Because it was stainless steel. Okay. That's right. That's right. Well, this has just been a splendorous <laughs> table show. We are so excited to have both Alex the Wine Guru and Chef Paul on. This has been, we'll have to do this again. We're going to have to have some other kind of dinner dessert pairing. And we'll just, this is a great combination. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. Go I had a great time, guys. Thanks so much. Go vegans.
Go yeah. vegans. And Tom Thumbers. And the yes. Tom Thumbers. <laughs> Two thumbs up for Tom Thumb. <laughs> and vegans. I'm going to end the show here. Uh, we should all eat a little Tom Thumb and a little vegan cheesecake, and we'll uh, visit both sides of the extremes right there. Awesome. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine Behind